We have reached week 15 in the NFL schedule, and we're getting uh, playoff predictions and clinching scenarios coming out all around the league. We're going to talk AFC playoff pictures. It's starting to get a little bit clearer. Where do the Chiefs end up? We'll talk about that, all that and more coming up next on Outside the Trenches. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. It's Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur, hanging out with Big B, Brian Hanley. Nick Lego will be joining us in the middle of the show. Big B, how are you, my man? Ooh, I feel not great. You got a little head cold, but other than that, mm. doing all right. Doing all right. Things could always be worse. True, fighting through it. It's that season, man. It seems yeah. like everyone that I talk to is like they're either starting to feel sick or they are just getting over feeling sick or they are feeling sick. There's really no I'm feeling good at this point of the year right? <laughs> uh, when it comes down to it. Um but man, glad you're with us. Glad you're here. Um, then we're going to talk some uh, Week 15 action. We'll obviously, recap a little bit of what happened up in Week 14. As I mentioned at the top, clinching scenarios are out. So we're at that time of the year where we are getting uh, real, real clinching scenarios for the playoffs. Big B. Yeah, uh, I think San Francisco already did. Yep. Um, so it, it it's getting down to the nitty gritty. But here's the thing, man. Over the last month, I know the Chiefs' schedule is a little bit on the lax side, mm-hmm. but we're going to see some really, really good football over the last month of the season around the league, man. I'm excited. It's crazy how the NFL does that, right, with their schedule, how uh, yeah. they put these uh, these good games in the back half of the schedule. Chiefs got the Bengals in Week 17. Um, when that was originally scheduled, that was going to be a very good game. Um, now I think less so, but... Listen, Jake Brown is cooking. Uh, he's he's yes. down to another lead, beat the uh, the Colts this last week. Uh, but, uh, Bigby, what was your biggest takeaway from this last week of football? I think it's the backup quarterbacks are playing okay. Yeah. Uh, that they're, they're almost like plug and play. Um, the 49ers look like they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys... It looked like they can contend. Uh, they've gotten better. Um, AFC, to me, is wide open. Those are kind of the things that, that I kind of notice. It, it looks like that the the AFC is just completely wide open right now. AFC is wide open. Ravens do lead it. Uh, Ollie Chan says that. Shout out uh, in the comment section. We're leaving the comments. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they do lead it. Uh, coming off of a win that uh, some could say lucky win over the uh, over the uh, Rams, with the Rams it, to the to their benefit, the Rams have been hot recently. The, the Rams were much like the Packers uh, in terms of getting hot at the right time. They're on a hot stretch. Uh, they if they were took down the Ravens, the Chiefs playoff picture for the one seed, their path to the one seed would have looked a little clearer. Even though they lost to the Buffalo Bills, they still would have had a an easier path than all the other teams. They still got a pretty easy path. They need a little bit of help to get to that one seat. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, the Ravens could be that first team that clinches. They need some help uh, for this week if they're going to clinch. Uh, with. So there's nine different scenarios, Big B. Right. 
Baltimore obviously needs to win in all of them, right? Right. So they need to win this week. Denver loss or tie needs to happen in uh, four of them, and they can do it without a Denver loss or tie with a Buffalo loss or tie in three of them, a Cleveland loss or tie, or Houston loss or tie. Um, but uh, any combination of, of Buffalo, Cleveland, and Denver, and uh, Pittsburgh I see is, is thrown in there as well, uh, of those t- four teams losing or tying, all a combination of those um, would secure a Baltimore win. Uh, a Baltimore clinching a playoff spot, I should say, uh, into the uh, into the playoffs. I, it doesn't clinch them the one seed; it just clinches them a spot in the uh, in the playoffs for now. But um, any thoughts on those big B uh, on any of those playoff scenarios? I always love this time of year when the scenarios come out, and it's like. You need this; these seven things to happen for this right. team to get in. That's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's it, it's wild that all of that you know can happen for them to get in. Uh, Baltimore's got a tough schedule here coming down the stretch, yeah. so I think Baltimore just needs to worry and just concentrate on winning football games and let the chips fall where they may everywhere else. Um, I do like the scenarios when they all come up. I think it's all funny. Uh, how head-to-head matters, but it only matters, Tucker, if there's not, like, two or three teams tied. If there are two or three teams tied, you just basically throw head-to-head out of it, and then you start going to the division games. It's like, I just, it's weird to see the Steelers at the sixth position, even though they have the same record as the Texans, and the Texans beat the Steelers. But because there's five other teams that are all tied, Head-to-head goes out the window, then it comes down to division and conference record and all these other tiebreakers. I'm like, I mean, I'll take it, but it just doesn't make sense. Let's talk about that AFC playoff picture right now. As I did mention, uh, the Ravens right now are the only team that can clinch a playoff spot this week. The only team in the AFC that can do it. The NFC has a few other teams that can clinch a playoff spot. But right now, they're securing that one seed with that 8-5 and uh, record. Or no, sorry, a 10-3 and record. They're playing the 8-5 and Jaguars. Um, number two seed is the Miami Dolphins with a nine and four record. The Chiefs sitting in that three spot right now with eight and five, and the Jaguars at four with eight and five. Chiefs obviously getting the spot up ahead of the Jaguars because of the head to head. As you mentioned, it only matters when you're go to a tiebreaker against the other team if you have that. Exactly. Um, and then the Browns right now at that five spot, eight and five team that uh, first wild card Steelers seven and six on that six spot, and the Colts seven and six as well. Lots of teams in the hunt. Uh, when you talk about it on the AFC side, uh, all seven and six these teams are between the Texans, Broncos, Bengals, and Bills. I don't really think the Chargers or the Raiders or the Jets or the Titans are really going to be in too much of a uh, too much of a fight to get down there to it. But uh, Big B, if if I were to talk about if I were to give you the Texans, Broncos, Bengals, or Bills, which one of those teams, which one of those four do you think is more likely to make the playoffs? The Bills. I think the Bills are playing really good football now. Now they got a difficult schedule coming up. Um, they, I mean, they do. I think they yep. play the Cowboys this week. They still got the good. They have to go to Miami. They they have a difficult schedule coming up, no doubt. But I think the Bills are playing really, really good football. One team to to or one division to look out for, Tucker. Watch Jacksonville in the South. Yeah, they play Baltimore. They don't beat Baltimore, and the Texans win. I mean, they're only a game ahead. I'm just saying, look out for that division. Two weeks ago, you thought they got it in the bag. Two weeks later, you lose two in a row. 
and then you're a game up. I'm like, and those tiebreakers, like we mentioned, they get tricky. Just watch that South Division, man. It, it's starting to, to tighten up a little bit. It really is. And if you look at all those teams, right, you mentioned the Jaguars 8-5, and five, Colts 7-6, and six, Texans 7-6, and six, uh, and then you have the Titans at 5-8. and eight. Titans can play spoiler. We saw that this yeah. week on Monday night. They can play spoiler. They're not yeah. afraid to do that. Uh, they got a... Oh, Will Levi's back there. Will Jeans, Will Levis, <laughs> uh, back there slinging that rock, and Derrick Henry uh, running the ball back there, obviously too. Gonna be interesting because there's a lot of backup quarterbacks. Big B, as you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Easton Stick is going to be playing for the Jaguars or it's the Jaguars for the uh, for the Chargers for the rest of the year, um, and you're you're looking at backup quarterbacks. In some pretty big games, and the Chiefs are going to be playing four straight of them. When you look yeah. at who they play, they're going to be playing um, the Raiders. They've got uh, this week, uh, they're playing the Patriots, so they're probably playing uh, Bailey Zappi. I think they've – have they completely given up on Mac Jones? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it was weird because they tried to give up on him like three weeks in a row. They kept benching him, and I'm like, why don't you just put the other guy in to start the game? Why do you keep running yeah. this guy out there? And finally they did, and they beat Steelers. So. Sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> didn't really want to bring that part up. It makes me feel a little bit better, though, if if the Patriots the Patriot, Patriots were able to allow the Steelers to score 18 points. I mean, you yeah. should be able to get something out of it, right? Like, I would be- hope so. I would hope so. With old Mitch Trubisky back there scoring 18 points, and that's the thing. The Patriots' defense has been good all year. It has been good all year long. Yes. They just couldn't score any points. Uh, they throw 21 up in the first half against the Steelers. But then it, it was basically they did it the first quarter and a half, and then they barely moved the ball the rest of the game until the final drive when they ran the clock out. But uh, their defense has played good all year. It'll be a challenge for the Chiefs. It's going to be interesting. Uh, but as I did mention, the Chiefs do face backup quarterbacks. They do. Throughout. Uh, they face, um, they're going to have Bailey Zappi this week. They're going to have Aiden O'Connell. Um, i trying to think if they've played Aiden O'Connell. I think they did. I think they played Aiden O'Connell the first time, too. Um, yeah, they did because George Karloff just sacked him, and they both went to Purdue. Um, so they've already played Aiden O'Connell. They're going to get Easton Stick at the end of the year. They're going to get Jake Browning in between those, uh, in between AOC and uh, Easton Stick. So... It's, it's shaping up well for the Chiefs, right, Big B? If you look at the schedule, how everything is, it's favorable, especially with the Chiefs' defensive unit being the best, better unit of the team. Right. You're going to have some opportunities to get some momentum built before the playoffs. If you look at this playoff picture here, I mentioned that, like, the Chiefs have the easy, the Chiefs have the easiest schedule. Like, I don't think that's even, like, debatable when oh, it right. comes down the stretch when you're looking at all these other teams. They're in that third, third spot right now. They're two games back out of first. I think they have the tiebreaker if it does end up being tied with the Ravens because of their division uh, record. I'll have to, or the conference record, I'll have to check that, uh, the tiebreaking procedures with it. Uh, but they seem to be in a pretty good spot that if they are able to win out and they are able to get help, they can get that one seat still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're not out of it. I know Chiefs fans are, are disappointed and, and as well they should be. You know, they, they're not playing well on offense at all. They're just not. However, there's still a month left. It's not like it's the last game of the season or stuff like that. There are four full football games still remaining. 
So they have an opportunity. And look, they're like we mentioned, the Ravens got a tough schedule. I mean, they they still have to play. Um, would they play Seattle this week? Um, no, they play Jacksonville this week. They still got to go to San Francisco, San Francisco. and San Francisco is still going to be playing because they got to keep winning to get the one seed. So mm-hmm. now, even though they've wrapped up their division, they're still going to be out there playing. So it, it's it, it's the Chiefs are sitting still in a good spot after everything the last two weeks, the disappointment. They're still right there. They're still right there. And I think that's the biggest thing that, listen, I myself was frustrated after Sunday's game. Um, Just, you know, it seems like we play the same song and dance. We're seeing the same thing over and over. It can be frustrating, right? And I understand that. But sometimes you just got to look at the silver lining. You're going to drive yourself insane, man. Like, I mean, that's what what it is. You got to look at it like, okay, the Chiefs got a pretty favorable record. The other teams ahead of them don't have a favorable record. I know they're only a game ahead of the Broncos. The Broncos got a tougher record coming up or tougher tougher schedule coming up here. I think they're in a good spot. I think they're win out. Yeah. And then I think they're in a, they're gonna win out. I don't think the Ravens beat the Niners. I, I, I no. think the Niners I, I think the Ravens could realistically drop two in a row. Uh if if the if the right Jacksonville team shows up. Uh but uh, you're you're gonna be looking at like you're gonna be staring down the barrel of the one seat here. When people in Kansas City were ready to just say this is a wild card team, like I don't think that they're a wild card. I don't think I think they'll no. still win the West. I, that's what I think that they'll happen. They'll still win the West. The Broncos won't catch them. I think that I, I think they should be looking at this as a time to easily get right. Right? You know, you gotta you got these backup quarterbacks. You got some pretty decent defenses to to go up against and test this offense against. But I think. The defense should be able to roll in these games. They should be able to get some momentum going into a time where, you know, in the playoffs, you just got to get hot. Like, that's what it is. You got to get hot at the right time with any sort of playoffs it is. If they can gain some momentum right now, get hot at the right time. I'll take the chances with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and all those guys. Uh, If they're hot at the right time, I'm not going to bet against them. Right. The one thing that also I think Chiefs fans got to realize is that most teams don't go this many years without playing a road playoff game. So if that happens to happen, that doesn't mean that the Chiefs can't win on the road in the playoffs. It just means we haven't seen it because they, they've they qualified, they've been the number one seed. So, but the, the, I mean, th- keep in mind, he's also lost twice at home in the playoffs. So the Chiefs are fully capable of going on the road and winning in the playoffs. We just haven't seen it because they haven't qualified. So I don't think it's the end of the world. And a lot of things, a lot of fans, oh, man, we got to get the one seed. If we don't get it, it's all over. I'm like, no, it's not. I go, like you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the way the defense is playing, because defense travels. Uh And I think that's maybe one thing that's in the back of Chiefs fans' minds is, in years past, defense hadn't been great, so you needed the home crowd to help them out. Well, this year... The defense is really, really good. So it will go to any stadium in the National Football League and should be able to play well. That's different than in years past. So it's just not all doom and gloom. It's not all doom and gloom. I'm trying to put my optimist hat on. That's what I'm trying to do here, Big B. There's been a lot of negativity going on in Chiefs Kingdom about, yeah. you know, the final play of that. Not necessarily final play, but I think it was a second it. down. I think there was three more plays left after that. Um, just it's just like what Royals fans say all the time to Cardinals fans, right? Still Absolutely. had to win Game Seven. You still That's had to right. go out there and win Game Seven. They still had three more plays left. Well, listen, 
I it was a penalty. I get it. We don't want to belabor the point there. Uh, but why call it in that moment? I don't. We don't have to go down that road. We really don't ridiculous. have to. And, I mean, um, let's just real quick. It, it was absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It one hundred percent was a penalty, and I get that. And I know the old analogy is well. You were speeding, you know, and well, yeah, I was speeding, but so was everybody else, and I speed every day. But you were still speeding. I get it. But you never call it. You just and, and why do you wait? It happened four other times in the game. Why do you wait till there's a minute to go to call it? That's my only problem. You know, you call it yeah. in the middle of the second quarter, I'm okay with it. Fine. I don't like it, but okay, I get it. But with one minute to go, come on, what what are we doing here, people? Especially the fact that Dan Orlovsky pointed out that, like, he had done it, as you mentioned, four other, five other times. Yeah. Um, and they didn't communicate it to the Chiefs' sideline that he was doing it. I, I, I would like to think that if it was communicated to Andy Reid and that coaching staff that something would have been done about it, right? I don't think he would have kept Correct. lining up over the ball. Dude, just crowding the line of scrimmage. I mean, we see that happen all the time. Oh, saw, saw it on Monday night. Jalen Waddle was a foot over the right. line, too, and it doesn't get called. But they did not mention him as an emphasis this year, whatever. Who cares? Water under the bridge uh, took away what possibly could have been the greatest play of all time, greatest football play of all time. Who knows? Uh, but I mean, man, uh, as a game-winning like touchdown lateral, I don't know if we see anything like that. Um, yeah, I-, I think that like they're in a good spot. Even though I, I mean, I'm glad Patrick Mahomes is going to have all this ammo. He's a very much of a uh, bill or a. a, a what is it, a billboard type guy? A bulletin mm-hmm. board. There, bulletin he's, board. He's a bulletin board guy is what he is. He knows, yeah. he he loves to see people doubt him. Listen, I, I like where the Chiefs are at personally. I do. Right. I, I don't know, Big B, if you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective, uh, what do you think about the Chiefs' chances and where do you think they end up in, in the AFC? Well, the one thing about it, Tucker, is a lot of people are saying, hey, let's not panic. And I'm kind of in that same boat. You know, you know, there's no reason to panic. You've got a month left, but at some point they have to get going on offense. That's Absolutely. the thing. It's like you're not panicking, but okay, when do you start getting this thing turned around? And usually teams start to rev it up, you know, the last three, four weeks of the season, if not sooner. The Chiefs got to start that this week. That's the whole thing. You don't want to say that where you're panic or you're panicking. But at some point, they got to start revving this thing up so they can be hitting on all cylinders. Having said that, I think they do. Uh, I I just think that the Chiefs, sometimes complacency can sit in. You know, that that you can have a Super Bowl hangover and it lasts for a while. Sometimes teams don't snap out of it. Sometimes they do. Um, I would say the offense isn't quite as good as it was last year, especially at the skill positions, but mm. you still got Patrick Mahomes. You still have Andy Reid. You still have Travis Kelsey. You know, you have things in place that you can still win. Um, and I just think that they're going to get better. I, I think they win the West, obviously. I think, unfortunately, though, I think they end up the two seed because I think Baltimore is at least going to win two of the next four games. I think they're yeah. going to end up doing that. So if they win two of the next four, they'll have the one seed. So I think the Chiefs end up two. Um, and maybe they got to go to Baltimore and win a game. Maybe they do. Uh, Zach Tuttle, quote, comment here during the live show, even if the Ravens get the one seed, how confident are you they make it to the AFC Championship? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he's got a point. We, we haven't seen Lamar Jackson do well in the playoffs at all. 
I mean, yeah. he's played lousy in the playoffs. So, I mean, every it's a new year, and I get it, but I'm going to have to see it to believe it. That's a good point, Zach. I'm going to have to see it. And even though I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, oh, yeah. I, I got to see it to believe it. It's going to be interesting, man. As you mentioned, yeah. the Ravens do have a tough schedule, um, but they'll have to lose. To, they have to lose, too. That's going to be the thing. The Chiefs need the Ravens to lose, too. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to look at some of the uh, big matchups for this week in the NFL. And uh, Nick will join us at 9.30 Central Time for uh, Blind Nail. So stay tuned. Stick with us. We'll be back soon. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a very busy time, and it can also be a time of giving to your family or to your community. It can also be a time of a little bit of extra added stress possibly to your life, whether it's from holiday travel, financial stress, or from being around your family that can add extra stress to your life. You might be extra focused on giving to your family or to your community, and maybe losing a little bit of giving to yourself. The holidays are always a great time to give to others, but sometimes it might be better to sometimes focus on yourself as well. So whether that's by starting therapy or going easy on yourself during tough moments, or maybe treating yourself to a day of rest, remember to give yourself some extra love during this holiday season. Therapy can be a great way to give yourself that extra love. It can make you feel grounded. It can help you remove some extra stress, maybe from your life, or help release burdens that you might have. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash KCSN for 10% off your first month. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you to our partners, Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur from Holiday Distillery. Listen, that stuff is great in some hot chocolate. It's starting to be that time of the year. Uh, hot chocolate, maybe even some eggnog. I haven't tried an eggnog, but I'm sure it's great in it. Uh, I can't imagine it would be bad. In it. So 
Um, Big B, looking at the slate coming up for this next week, any games that you got your eyes on? Any big matchups that you're excited to watch this week? Ooh. Well, I mean, look, I'm a Steelers fan. We all know that. Yeah. Steelers play Saturday. They play the Colts. They play at the Colts. If the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, not that they're going to do any damage, but I still have hope that they could make it. They got to win on Saturday. I think that's going to be a good game. Uh, I think the Ravens-Jacksonville game is going to be a good game. Uh, the Cowboys play the Bills. That's going to be a good game. There's some yeah. good football games this weekend, people. I, like I said, I know it's the last week of the season, uh, but good football games, especially this weekend. There's a lot of them, but those are the ones for me that are coming up that I think are, are, are big-time football games. Thursday night, we're going to get uh, <laughs> Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell, so you can probably skip that one. Uh, oh. There's a little AFC West. I don't even know if you want to say AFC West implications in there because it seems to be a two-horse race right now between uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos. But as you mentioned, Big B, there's Saturday football and Sunday football. Shout out Ali in the chat. Uh, yeah, it's great when you got the Saturday football. It's so good. And I know, Big B, we've talked about this with the Black Friday game. I didn't like them stepping on the college turf, right, with no. the Saturdays. But they're not stepping on college turf now. College football's over, and they said... We'll have the Army Navy have that last Saturday. Yep. Uh, they'll, they'll respect the sanctity, respect the tradition. But then that next Saturday, we're going. Like we're going on Saturdays. We're playing. Um, and look, this is the first week actually that the NFL had ever flexed a game out of the Monday Night Football slot. And it was the Chiefs Patriots. Thank goodness they did, uh, because that would have <laughs> been a stinker. I'm glad we get to watch that one in the daylight instead of at night. Uh, that's going to be a noon game. Obviously, the Chiefs will be. That game is going to be on Fox. But they flex the Eagles and Seahawks game into that uh, Monday night slot. It's going to be interesting. Eagles coming off of uh, yeah, shellac, um, a game where they got they got dominated. Uh, they really did. They looked like the worst team. And you know, truthfully, Big B, maybe they probably should have lost the first matchup they had against the Cowboys. Truthfully, um, in the link. So I mean it. If things are getting interesting for the Eagles all of a sudden out of nowhere. Well, first of all, it's two weeks in a row that they've gotten their head beaten in. Yeah. Uh, they got whipped by San Francisco, and then they got whipped again by Dallas. You're 100% correct as far as the the Cowboys gave away the game against Philadelphia the first time. They gave that game. They outplayed them, out-physicaled them. They did everything but win the football game because they gave it away uh, throughout the game, but especially at the end. Uh, they made sure not to do that this time. They whipped them on both sides of the football. The Eagles are going to have some trouble. Now, they're going to make the playoffs, obviously. But I don't know if they win the division. Now, it, it, the Cowboys have a tough schedule, tough schedule to end the season because they play the Bills, then they play the Dolphins, then they play the Lions the next three weeks. So all really tough games mm -hmm. where the Eagles, on the other hand, they play Seattle – and then they play the Giants, who have been playing well lately. But they play the Giants, the Cardinals, and then the Giants again. So we'll see. Uh, but I, I just like where the Cowboys are. But you're right about the Eagles, man. It's going to be tough because they are not playing good football. Their secondary is horrendous. They're just not playing good football. They're winning a lot of those one-score close games early this season. Like, they probably should have dropped one, if not two, to the Commanders early on in the season. Yep. Like there were a couple of games that they squeaked out. Like I meant, like you mentioned, uh, we talked about already the Cowboys game. Probably should have lost that game. Uh, yeah, Zach is right. Uh, more proof that it's tough to win in the NFL. Hundred percent. Like the 
parody, we've talked about on the show several times. Parody's at an all-time high in this league. Uh, it, it really is any given Sunday, and it really is any given Monday, because if you watch the double hitter of uh, Monday Night Football this last week, two upsets happened. Like, two games that I didn't really think were going to be fairly that competitive ended in the opposite way. The Giants end up beating the Packers, who the Packers have been hot. Uh, maybe Tommy DeVito's good. I'm not really necessarily sure that I'm ready to say that. I don't know. Uh, it, it, look, you've got Zach Allen, or Zach Allen. Uh, you got Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. And uh, I guess I was thinking of Alan Lazard for some reason. What is, is that guy? That guy plays for the Jets still, right? But, but like barely? Team, but yeah, he's like a, a healthy scratch like the last three or four weeks. Terrible. Wonder if, wonder if he's from Kansas City. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm half joking. I think it'll be interesting uh, moving forward because you had Tommy DeVito. You had, as I was saying, Zach Wilson. Both get named AFC, AFC and NFC Player of the Week. Crazy what world we're living in, where both of those guys are are uh, players of the week. But what I'm interested in is uh, the Dolphins game this week. They play. Um, oh gosh, I lost the tab. The Dolphins play the Jets. Again, as mentioned, Zach Wilson coming off that uh, Player of the Week nominee. Tyreek Hill did not practice on Wednesday uh, for that injury. That was a weird situation with Tyreek Hill on, on, on Monday night. Uh, short rest for the uh, for the Dolphins here. They've got a laundry list. Oh, my gosh. Raheem Mostert, uh, Robert Hunt, Zaven Howard, Tyreek Hill, Deshaun Elliott, Liam Eikenberg, Teron Armstead, Devon Achan. None of those guys practiced on on, so like they've got a laundry list of injuries with a few limited participants as well. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. That Jets defense is is good, and if they show that they couldn't move the ball without Tyree Kill when he wasn't in the game, and even in, when they needed him the most, he wasn't in the game with that ankle injury. So all very strange. Uh, what the whole sequence of events that happened with him going to the locker room, coming back with no ankle wrap on. I, I don't know what goes on in Tyree Kill's head 95% of the time, uh, but it's a very strange situation. Yeah, it was just drama. It's like, you, you get hurt, and I mean, he was legitimately hurt. You saw the yeah. play, it was ugly. Yeah. And then he's standing on the sideline, and then he says he gets a text from his wife who tells him he better get back in the game, and then he comes back in and looks good. <laughs> and then he's finished, and I'm just like, what are we? What what's going on here? What, what are we talking about? I, I don't know. It's it's always something, but Ooh. you're right. The Dolphins didn't, or yeah, they couldn't move the ball without him. They they literally couldn't move the ball without. Him. So, shout out Ollie in the chat. Uh, he just said he's calling the uh, the Dolphins to beat, uh, or the Zach Wilson led Jets to beat the uh, beat the Dolphins this week. Hmm, that's interesting. In that game in Miami, game is in Miami. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's asking a lot of Zach Wilson two weeks in a row. That's asking an awful lot. Johnny keeps lighting in a bottle two weeks in a row. That's that's gonna be it. That's gonna be a tough one. No, it's interesting. They do come off that home Monday night game with the home game against the Jets. Noon kickoff, by the way. So they go Monday night to a noon kickoff on Sunday. Uh, the the Dolphins do. They're on short rest. Uh, a little interesting study that was done. I think I saw it going around on social media about the about the Chiefs. They're facing, I think, for the next four weeks, the teams are coming off of more rest. And they've, they, I think they've had since the bye week, the teams were coming off more rest that they were playing against. 
obviously this time of year that does matter somewhat uh, with the Patriots playing on Thursday night. They play so they'll play the Patriots on um, Sunday at noon, as I mentioned. But then they're going to have uh, a couple other like the the they'll face the Chargers. I think coming off a short rest and the Raiders coming off a short rest as well. So it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, down the stretch rest wise how all that shakes out. Uh, but Steelers Colts, let's talk about that one, Big B. How you feel about uh, uh about that one? Here's the thing. I've followed the Steelers long enough to know they played down to their competition, which clearly they did against the Cardinals and against the Patriots. It was disgusting, and they looked awful. Don't be surprised, people, if the Steelers come out and beat the Colts on the road on Saturday. Just do not be surprised. And you're going to say, man, Brian told us they were going to win. That It's just kind of what they do under Tomlin the last decade. They play down to their competition, but the Colts are in the playoffs. They're a spot behind them. They're, they got the same record. This is a game that they'll get up for. They got 10 days to get ready. They played on Thursday. They'll have a lot of rest to figure some stuff out. They'll come out with some sort of plan. Uh, and like I said, don't be surprised if they don't. They're not going to dominate the Colts by any means. They don't kind of have the the kind of offense to do that. But just don't be surprised if they don't go to Indianapolis and win this game. Uh, the Colts are playing well, though, so it's going to be tough. The Colts are a good team, especially at home, Yeah, but uh, the Steelers are tough. We'll see. I've been surprised by the Colts, like, just with oh, yeah. their record of, like, I was, like, I was kind of shocked that they were the record that they were with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback. And, look, Minshew's led some teams that have done some surprising things. Uh, but I think you got to give a hat tip to Shane Steichen there and kind of what he's been able to do with uh, with the backup quarterback for uh, most of the year. And you're right, this is a big game. This will be a tiebreaker game, you could say, especially in the head-to-head when it comes to to the mm-hmm. to you and the Colts, to the Steelers and the Colts. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. It's one of those games like it's on Saturday, so I think that, uh, yeah, 3.30 on the NFL Network, it's got its own slot. It's a, right. it's a prime time game. The world will be watching uh, Steelers Colts. Uh, I I see a, a comment here uh, from from Primetime Gala. Is it Gala or Gala? What do you? How do you say it? Gala, Gala. I go back and forth. Primetime Gala. Can't believe we got Eagles Seahawks flexed instead of Cowboys Bills. That's a really good point. I remember seeing when that when the when the Chiefs were flexed out of it. At first, I said thank goodness, and then I. Uh, thought okay so what other games are that week i went and, and looked i said you didn't get cowboys bills flexed in there i mean i don't know maybe the nfl was already writing off the bills i don't know they could have been when they made that decision um jerry jones also could have said hey we're already playing in buffalo we don't want to be playing at night in buffalo when it's super cold like this i don't i don't want to deal with that you don't know what goes on behind the scenes so True. uh but yeah I mean, if they had to do it over again, I would guess, especially with the Cowboys playing with so many fans all over the country, all over the world, really, can't believe that they wouldn't put them in prime time. And I think, you know, the Seahawks have fallen off as of late. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. They, they've kind of fallen off. I, I don't think they, they thought they were going to be as bad as what they have been the last three weeks of, uh, of the season so far. Yeah, the Bills, I mean, Look, the Bills played well, I thought, against the Chiefs. I mean, outside yeah. of some late game management stuff from Sean McDermott, which has always been kind of McDermott's bugaboo when you talk about him. 
The play calling there on the last drive was not good to throw. Why were they throwing so many passes, Big B? I don't, I don't get it. No clue. They, they were basically saying, Chiefs, win this football game. Please win it. We don't want to win it. It's unbelievable. It was quite crazy. Uh, just we got good Josh Allen in that game though. Uh, he it, didn't get any. He didn't get any help from really anybody because Stephon Diggs kept dropping everything. But Darius Sneed, by the way, clamped him down. Um, yeah. But didn't do anything. I mean, they bracketed him a lot, but Sneed was yeah. all over him. I think I saw next gen stats said he one catch on five targets uh, for 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 him uh, for three yards. There's a couple yeah. drop screen like swing passes that he had too that I think he was hearing footsteps. Because that's all bit. they could do. They couldn't throw yeah. the ball to him down the field. That's all they were just throwing those little swing, little hitch type routes. But you mentioned something. I just wanted to say something real quick, Tucker. Yeah. You mentioned good Josh Allen, and I know Josh Allen has taken a lot of flack, you know, over the last year and a half for so many turnovers that he's had. The thing about it is, is that. He's got the most touchdowns of anybody in the league, combined touchdowns of anybody in the league. And you go back and then you look at, okay, he's got the most turnovers, but he's got the most touchdowns, and the differential between the two is huge. It's like last year, people praised Mahomes, but Mahomes had a ton of turnovers last year. But because the differential was so much better, that's the thing. It's like, well, since Josh Allen came in the league, there's only one guy that's got more touchdowns than him. It's Patrick Mahomes. Like, nobody else does. And he's got a lot of turnovers, but the differential between the two, there's only one quarterback better. It's Patrick Mahomes. So while at Josh Allen gets a ton of flack for turnovers, and I think a lot of it is when he has the turnovers. Right. They're usually they're at the end of the game, so that's what people remember. But if you're just talking about touchdown to turnover margin, Josh Allen isn't horrible. I mean, like I said, there's only one quarterback in the league that's better than him, and that's Mahomes. So, and Mahomes is pretty good last time I checked. So, Josh Allen isn't horrible like a lot of people. Oh, you got to get rid of him. He's staring. No, Josh Allen is pretty good, people. He's pretty good. He is. And and you uh, you mentioned the turnovers. He probably could have had another couple. Uh, if, he if Nick Bolton would have would have just like swatted at his hand because he's when he tried that's right he 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 holds that ball out there uh and it's it's kind of crazy when he's in when he's in the pocket he'll kind of hold that ball out there nick bolton had had, like swiped at it and missed at it uh i missed at a sack but uh no i mean i thought that i thought that josh allen played really well against the chiefs and in a game that they really needed him to play well uh the bills kind of Picked on the Chiefs' second level, that defense right there, that linebackers. James Cook was the leading receiver in that game. That tells you anything how how that game went for the for the Bills receivers. Uh, but they're they're hot right now, and I think that you talk about teams that are hot. I mean, trending. We had like the Packers before they got uh, their their flame stomped out by the uh, the Devito led Giants. But any uh, any other thoughts that any other uh, hot teams that you got your eye on as we come to to the playoff time? Cowboys. I mean, I know I live here in Dallas, and I keep bringing them up, but Cowboys, Cowboys are good, man. They they are. Um, the one team that I will say that I'm surprised that can't seem to get out of their own way is the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I mean, you can't be taken seriously and then go get your head beat in by the Chicago Bears like that, man. It's just, what are we doing? Like, they can't get out of their own way. It's like the Lions lose, and they get whipped. They don't, like, just lose close games. When they lose, they get destroyed. And so, 
I thought they were going to catch fire, but they are not catching fire. They're they're just not. But I would say the team to, to look out in the NFC or maybe in the NFL, the NFC for sure is the Cowboys. We already know the 49ers are really good. Yeah. The Cowboys are it seems like the Cowboys are ascending. They're getting better. I would I would watch out for the Cowboys. The uh the Vikings made a quarterback change. They went to Nick Mullins instead of uh Josh Dobbs, which like I mean, that seems like it's the Josh Dobbs story arc, right? He goes to a team, plays really good for one to two to three games, and it all goes haywire, and then another quarterback comes in, then he'll go to another team and then he'll play really good for one to two games, seeing we should give him the league MVP, and then he gets benched again. That's just how it's been with him, but um, yeah, looking at the N- NFC spot, I mean, they got seven seven playoff berths still up for grabs. Lots of teams can still clinch uh, oh, this yeah. week, uh, and it comes to the NFC. Uh, Packers hanging on to that last spot there. As we mentioned, the Rams are kind of surging also yes. uh, right now. They play the Commanders this week. Packers play the Bucks, um, and Vikings play the Bengals. Those are like your six, seven, and eight uh, right there with the Seahawks playing the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Uh, they need to win. The Seahawks do uh, pretty yeah. bad. They need to. They need to get a win. They they're coming off of that stretch. I think where they've played the Niners twice in three weeks, mm-hmm. and that's never good for any team, uh, right? So uh, we'll see how they go. Uh, but Big B, we're gonna do uh, blind nil here. Let's move to blind nil. Um, and I want to start with mine because this okay. this harkens back to another. To a blind note that I had earlier that I thought was a pretty fun idea, and we're going to do it again. Okay. It's the NFL playoff committee, NFL playoff selection committee. I love um, it. And love we're going to go, and we're going to seed numbers one through uh, six in terms of how the college football playoff committee would rank these teams. And now, so listen, since we've done this, there's been a little bit of uh, controversy <laughs> uh, with the college football playoff committee and how they have selected teams. But we'll stick to our guns here, Big B. That's what we're okay. going to do. Let's I do think it. it's pretty easy for us right now to pencil in. You know what? This is perfect timing. It's absolutely perfect timing. Because the man, the myth, the legend, Nick Leckie has just joined in the uh, green room. I see him in there right now. Going to bring him on. We're going to bring him on for this because we've got to get his thoughts. we got to get the thoughts. There he is. He got massaged up. He got his arm loose, and he's ready. Bring him in from the bullpen. He's coming out of the pen. Nick, how are you? I'm good. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Good. I'm great now that you're here. I'm feeling great because uh, I I don't know if you heard, but we're doing the NFL Playoff Selection Committee. Uh, ranking one through six, the top one to six teams uh, going on right now. And I was just about to say, before you hopped in here, right? I think, I think we can all agree that the San Francisco 49ers are the number one overall seed. Number one overall team. Yeah. Are we, we're doing N- NFC, AFC, or so we're just combining the whole NFL, right? All together, we're ranking them one to, we're going to do one to six, just to, yeah. for a little controversy. Uh, so I think the, the, the Niners at number yeah. one is, is pretty close to a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're the most yeah for sure. Definitely w- would agree with that, for sure. Just looking record wise here, other ten and three teams. You have the Cowboys, the Ravens, other ten and three teams. If we want to go by record, um, I I think that's fair. I, I think it's fair to do record at at this point. I mean, we're deep uh, enough in the season. You're right, Nick. Mm-hmm. And there's enough d- data set where it's like, hey, they've worked through this, and you know, 
uh, strength of schedule, right, is is a thing. But Ooh. that's kind of you can look at a hindsight too, and you know you could look up, you, know, you can pulse check it now, or you can do pulse check like once they get through because I have my doubts on Dallas making it through. Yeah, they got they got a tough three game stretch coming up. Yeah. They got a it tough really three game stru- stretch. It's really do. So it's like Dallas would be my lowest ranked ten win team under the Ravens, though. I mean, if you think about who the Ravens have beat versus the Cowboys, I mean, the Ravens haven't beat anybody as good as the Eagles. Which team? Which team would you rather not face in a playoffs right now? I'd rather face. I mean, in a neutral yeah, site, I, I would take the Ravens. I mean, I know we talk about the Cowboys choking, and I get it because uh-huh. they have. But they have. what's Lamar Jackson and the Ravens ever done in the playoffs? Nothing. That's true. But I mean, you could say it's Sam for Dak and the Cowboys too. That, and that's a, and that's the whole thing. It's like, man, neither one of them. Yeah. But if you go by how they're playing right now, just like right now, the Cowboys are playing better than the Ravens. That's well. That's true, and I think the Ravens are the the man with no face in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. Ravens don't have that sort of standout. Whereas you can look at Dallas, and and you can make it a case for Micah Parsons as the NFL MVP because that dude is absolutely the Tasmanian Devil and the Incredible Hulk tied into one, and it's amazing. I think we could do a really uh, savvy committee move right here. And if you put the and if you put the Cowboys at two and the Ravens at three, things can work out for you, right? The Cowboys can lose, and you can just ride. We can move the Ravens right up. There's still a few weeks left. We've seen the committee do this several times. They'll have things work out for you. You know what? Yeah, let's put yeah. the Cowboys ahead of them. They'll lose. All right, that's fine. We'll bump them back. But there's still plenty of weeks left where we can do it. This savvy move right here, and not necessarily say the playoffs starting right now. We're building for the future. That's what we're doing for this one. That's like that's like putting the SEC team at four and uh, two or something like that, or four and three, right? Yeah. That way they they they'll face each other if need be. The title game. Yeah. Yeah, in the title game. This is Michigan Ohio State. Is all it is. This is Michigan Ohio State. When it comes down to it, one of them's gonna win. Like that's what's gonna come down. One of the other one will fall out. That's what'll happen. So cow, we're going Cowboys at two, Ravens at three. Yep. This is going to be an interesting one because the four spot, there is a lot of uh, nine and four teams right now. Uh, well, I said a lot, but it's only Lions and, and Dolphins. Uh, Lions not playing too hot right now. Lions a little bit got some Florida State in them when you start to talk about uh, the the Lions where, listen, they got it. They The record's there. Are they as, are they going as hot as they can into the, uh, the into this week? Probably not, but they still got the record. Dolphins? They're a little bit more flashier. They're flashier. They coming off a loss, but still pretty flashy. This year they got a really good, a really good team. Um, I did uh, miss the Eagles. Though. Eagles are ten at three as well. So uh, mm. I, they're in a wild card spot, which threw me off. Um, <laughs> you got to look at the the standing, the overall standing. So it's like then you see it better. Yeah, I I Zach, Tuttle, the, Zach Tuttle in the chat told me that. I was like, Eagles. Uh, I, you're right. We haven't yeah, talked about. You got to put the Eagles at four. You got to make an official. You got to make an official announcement, Tucker. When you, when you say it, you got to go number one spot, and then because you just kind of did the two three and then went to four five. So, yeah. and sorry, you got to be like the the uh, starting guard from you know North Carolina or something like that. I do think the Eagles. All right, so recap it. Who you got? Who's one? Niners. 
San Francisco 49ers, number one. They're the number one overall seed in our playoffs. Okay, that makes sense. Um, why are we Why are we choosing the Niners? We're choosing because they're just hot, and we believe in Brock Purdy like that. I mean, that's they're the only team to actually clinch a playoff spot. Um, well, that's because they're playing in this sorry ass NF- NFC West. And you said it. Like, um, that, that'd be like them. You put them in like the NFC South, right? They're gonna, you know, it's ooh, like those, those are fighting words right there. Oh, I think we could figure out a game plan. Just us three. And could at least be tied for second in that division. Just us three. Yeah, that's, Man. That, that's not a that's not a good one. Um, for sure. There's not there's not a competitive, you know, Mm-mm. so um honestly, I still think it's the Eagles. I honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be Condoleezza Rice and just throw a curveball into the whole playoff committees, so whatever. Yeah. So I'll hold the power. You think the I'm Eagles are one? I do. I really do. Do you realize what sort of gauntlet they just ran through, and and yeah. to catch to catch the tail end of the fifth game uh, of of one of the craziest scheduling. We hate you. We hope you lose staffers ever. Where you have a whole data set, uh, you have you know thirteen games of data. You have eight games of data, and then you play a five game stretch against the top in the league, and you lose what? How many? One, two, two. and three of those games were in thirteen days. By the way. Right, right. So, so, and then, and to to, to cap it off, you, you face a divisional opponent in their house. So that's why I said this whole Dallas facade is a house of cards, right? You beat you beat a team that was beat down in your own home. So they're going to get high on it in Dallas. You know, Dallas Morning News is going to you know start planning the parade routes, and and on it. <laughs> And it's it's a house of cards. Like don't don't. I mean, the defense is legit, but the Niners gash. Zach Total brings up a great point when we talk about uh, just like head to head record. Um, the Niners have beat the Cowboys and the Eagles at head. Um, That's so we'll take head. We'll take head to head. I will absolutely take head to head because I I don't like how they don't do head to heads. But yes, record. We were, we were talking about that. Earlier, Nick, we were all over. It's like when it's tied between like two or three or four teams, they just throw not two, but it's three or more teams. They throw it head to head out of it. I'm like, how can you throw a head to head out of it? That has to mean more. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't at all. It makes no sense. That way, you know what? That way, we could we could pick the 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 Danny DeVito <laughs> Giants, the Danny DeVito Giants. Uh, okay, so we're going to move Eagles up to number three then. So it's going to go Niners, Cowboys, Eagles. Or do we want to go Eagles ahead of Cowboys? Oh, they got the head-to-head, don't they? It's one of one. 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 It's Hello. And the Cowboys technically right now are leading the division. It's true. Yeah, they are. Uh, I have the. I, I like the Eagles just because of that home stretch. So we're doing. We're bringing strength of schedule back. And then you bring it back. Wow. And that's so, and I get, I'm picking up what you're putting down, yeah. Nick, because you're saying yeah. that the Cowboys are going to lose yeah. a couple of these down the stretch where 100%. the Eagles schedule gets real loose here and that they're going to be able to win it. Okay. A hundred percent. If the Cowboys can escape it, listen, they have, I have a three, three o'clock game in Buffalo. And then they have a three o'clock game Christmas Eve in Miami. Yeah, and then the home versus Lions at night. On, uh-huh. I'm with you. Know. If, if the Cowboys get through that, they'll have earned 
at least yeah. the two spot for sure. I'll I'll crown their ass. Uh, yeah. We'll 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 crown them. Actually, See, I just, you do it. And, right. and and this is the committee move right now, right? Yeah. Like that's why we put the Cowboys at two because they said, okay, if you get through that and you win it, cool. You're number two. We already thought you'd number two. If they lose, no big deal. We kick them out. They go back to the line. That's what happens. So that much football because they would do that in a heartbeat, thinking, nope, we're gonna put you here, but we think you're gonna lose. We're gonna appease you for right now, but we think you're gonna lose. So for for the time value of playoffs, the future annuity looks good. Like yep. the present value, we'll do the present value formula. <laughs> so right now, looking at our four, all right, Niners one. Delta, Delta or number two Cowboys. Yep. Number three Eagles. Number yep. four Ravens. Yeah. And those are all our ten win teams, right? One, two, three. Yep. So. Uh huh. Yes, it is. All right, then. So, so, so that's two, four. And then your two nine win teams. Yeah. Let me make sure. Let me double check. Those two. Nine I. I'll tell you. Miami in the in Detroit. Miami yes. Detroit. I'm not doing it. I'm throwing the curveball before you all even start. Oh no! I'm I'm not putting the Dolphins ahead of the Chiefs. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Why is that? Is this an is this an Alabama move? Is this an Alabama? Is this yeah, an Alabama? Well, it's well, the Alabama Texas move. It's an Alabama Texas move. Okay. Texas beat them. Okay. And, and the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. So I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. They literally have more wins. They have more wins, but you know what? I played you and I beat you. So there's Zach was on it. Zach Tuttle again on it. He, if we're looking head to head, you can't put Miami in. There you go. That, there you go, Zach. You know what you're talking about, brother. I'm right there with you. We do this. We're trying to be the college football committee. So that means we have to change our reasoning on every single pick. That means we have to change our True. reasoning. We can't, consistent. We can't have consistent. anything consistent. Plus, Nick, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Remember earlier you said strength the schedule. Mm. Well, all no strength the victory. Who has Miami beat that has a winning record? The answer would be nobody. Not one team. That's not good. Yeah, and they took a big L to Buffalo. Yes, they did. Uh, they L to the L to the Eagles. Yep. L to the Chiefs and the Titans and the Tyler Levis at home. At home. Titans. Last week, can't get it out of my mind. They're the trending downward. They are. Man, I, tell you, I tell you what, um, Miami without Tyreek Hill is who they think Florida State will be in the college football playoffs. <laughs> just, just ping. They're like a two. They're like a like a lion who's been in the zoo for ten to for two decades under captivity, just defanged and just claws and just sleeping all day, like more than nineteen hours. There do. It's more like twenty three point five hours. That's. They, they're no bueno. And you're right, Big B. I think the fact that they've lost to all the top tier teams that they've played. Yep. And and then here we go. Look who they're about to play. Yep. Sure, the Jets about to play the Cowboys. And about to go at Baltimore and then finish first the Bills. So once again, you got to prove it. They really, man, they really screwed them on that back end right there on schedule. They did. They yeah, did. Was, so we're putting the Lions at three or at uh, five. Yep. Just, just based Dolphins, off record. Uh, yeah. Well, also look at the Dolphins. They 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 lost. They have lost three, four offensive linemen now. 
So we yeah, got a Florida yeah. State. So we got a Florida State. That's right. That's right. We have to Florida State them. And we're putting on at six. That's what we're doing. Yes. Yep. You have to. They're they're not playing that great either. No. But but we need that we need the ratings. There's no other thing. We need it's an Alabama care. situation. It really is. It is the okay. parallels to it being Alabama. But it's you different. can't put them ahead of the Lions either, because Look, then my logic would backfire against me yeah. talking about head to head. I can't we can't do it. We can't do it. Yeah, week one. Week one That's right. really would. The week and one games matter. Would would, right. would, we, would we be ranking them uh the Chiefs higher if Taylor wasn't dating Travis? Like is that is that factor in the committees like f- mm. for the record? Should we let the record state that had no influence on our choosing whether to right. it didn't uh, American, it. American royalty? You you already said it. We need the ratings. <laughs> we need the Swifties, right? That's no, right. We, we need those NFL. people. We need them. Let's so, go. This is how our NFL playoff would work. The Niners would host the Ravens. The Cowboys would host the Eagles right now. And uh, as our fourteen playoff. Um you know the isn't there a buys if there's only six teams? Top two no. get buys. I did well, no, I did. I did the. I just did four team, and then next two out is what I did. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, like they do now. They're like, we're gonna show you all six of them. Ah, so we're gonna the two, two and the six. Gonna... Okay, the five and six are still trying to get in. I got you. Okay, yeah. okay, I like it. I like five and six. Don't matter. So like, you gotta uh, dangle the carrot. Lions and Chiefs fighting for that four spot from the from the Ravens. Like they are fighting tooth and nail. They probably get it. You get it. We'll see. Chiefs Chiefs schedule looks nice. Yeah, it does. Or yeah, Chiefs it does. Schedule looks nice. If they, if they can just hold it together, they can get in. Baltimore tricky games, tricky, tricky. So we'll see. There's so much backlogged. I mean, God, if you're, I mean, listen, it, listen, Jacksonville will earn it. Did you see there? They got to go. Yeah. At Jacksonville, at Forty ers Yep. Uh, and that's a night game. That that's Christmas Day night game. That's a Monday night. That's a Monday night at Niners. So and then versus Dolphins and versus Steelers. So that's stuff. Baltimore. I mean that's that that's the toughest uh, four game stretch down the stretch in the league. I, I've saw yeah. seen a couple of reports. It is the toughest stretch of any team in the league, and I think it's by far. One hundred percent. So Pittsburgh will be fighting for a playoff spot. Yes, and they always play Buffalo tough, always. or not Buffalo, but Baltimore tough. Always, always, always. So that's a weird score game too. That's a like, low like, scoring, oh, yeah. outlandish baseball score is what. Yes, it is. it's an eleven to three uh, ball game right there, and there's usually some sort of weather or just frozen tundra aspect of it. In in in. Baltimore though, so it'll be a weird, weird wet game. Yep, it'll be interesting. It'll be weird. All right, we got our we got our playoff. We nice. got it. Uh, like I wanted it. to bring that back. I'll probably bring it back for uh, week eighteen. Now when we get closer, might do it every week. Who knows? Uh, because that was a very healthy conversation. Um, who wants to go next? There's no. I thought. Listen, I thought for a minute we were going to get done under an hour, but that took us a long time. <laughs> Uh, there's no shot we're getting done under an hour. Uh, Big B, you want to go next? Sure, sure. Mine is not football related. Uh, it's kind of three partish, um, um, but fun. Christmas movies. 
What are these Christmas movies? The first one, the original Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? That would be number one. Number two, Gremlins. Is Gremlins a Christmas movie? I don't know if you've seen that, Tucker. I don't know. But Gremlins, is that a Christmas movie? And three, is the original Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? All three movies happen at Christmas time. So are are these Christmas movies? Die Hard, Gremlins, and Lethal Weapon. The first Lethal Weapon. Are they Christmas Um, movies? So... Lethal Weapon 1. I know Tucker is, probably has no reference. Yeah, he has no I've seen Di- the only one on this I've seen is Die Hard. Just be yeah. honest, Tucker. Tucker, <laughs> just 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 put it out there for the people. We know that you're born in 01, right? 98. <laughs> close. 98. Close, close enough. I was like sometime I was high school or college. Um, if you could guess right now, right? I need you to tell me the synopsis plot of Gremlins. Just top, top of your head, go. Our Gremlins the one that they feed him. No, 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 no. Just go. Just go. Just, just tell us what the plot is. Blind nail, true blind nail for your part. BS your way through what is Gremlins. Go. Uh, Gremlins, uh, little, little, little guys running around. If you feed them, they go crazy after midnight and they'll. I thought it was a horror movie. I don't think it is. Uh, that's why I thought it was a horror movie, at least uh, when I thought of it. But uh, then you got to try to kill them, I guess. I don't know what the plot is, actually, of the movie. I don't know what the central theme uh but I, I thought it was just like uh don't don't feed them that's don't really water good. them it's really good so that's, so what's you good. do you know you know the cute one is called uh gizmo called, gizmo it's, they're they're mogwise yes right. they're they're mogwise and if you feed the cute ones after midnight or water them that's why they turn into a gremlin right is that no why? you can't water if you water them they multiply they multiply. if you if they get wet they'll multiply and then if you feed them after midnight, that's when they will turn into a gremlin. Hmm. So, so yeah, so that I don't, I, I, I've never seen the movie all the way through Big B. So, ah, well, uh, here's okay. The thing, but it, and he actually gets it for a Christmas present. Oh, from that his magic, from his Gandalf the Grey. Like, like how his the hell dad, is he his that? dad is like an inventor. And his dad goes and tries to buy it and he can't buy it, but the son, uh, the guy who owns the Mogwai, he's like, of course, we'll take your money. He tells him what not to do, and of course, right. he buys it. He gives it to his son, and it's a little cute guy, and he hangs out. Well, of course, he spills water on him, and you know, he gets wet, and all these little things start popping off on him, and so they multiply, and there's like eight of them. Well, the other eight have bad attitudes, and one has a stripe. And then they go and get into the food after midnight. Next thing you know, they turn, they get these little cocoons, and then they turn into gremlins, and they terrorize the whole town. The whole town. Except for his mother. The mother goes absolutely bananas and starts killing. First of all, they're tiny little, I bet you yeah, they're um, bad. They can get me. Maybe. It's like the and size of like, my candy microphone. Yeah, I was like, how are these things killing people? I, I don't get how they're killing people, but. They are, but they don't kill the mom. The mom throws one in the microwave and blows it up. I mean, it's great. It's a great movie. Y'all got to watch it. It's, it's, it gets good at the end. It gets good. 
That's one. That's one you'll be astounded at the special effects if you rewatch it. I'll oh, gee, you know, I mean, you might as well be throwing away, you know, throwing like like dolls through the thing with the CGI is so bad. It's not even CGI. All right, okay, okay, Tucker, guess the plot of Lethal Weapon. Just guess the plot. Mel Gibson's in it. Danny Glover's in it. Yeah, it's, I, I've seen like the cover of Lethal Weapon. Yep. Right? So go, guys, go. Go. Couple guys back to back. I think it's just a couple guys fighting crime. So just a couple of cops just uh, fighting crime and and getting the bad guys. Big B, you want to want to explain the plot? I mean, you wanna... That's close. Very the close. original one is Mel Gibson is like this crazy commando sharpshooter from Vietnam. He comes back and he is literally insane. Like. Literally, he's crazy. He tries to kill himself. Danny Glover puts his hand between the trigger and the gun because he's gonna blow his head off. Literally, he's that. Yeah, like he literally does that. So it's that kind of crazy. But they become partners. They're they're different partners because like Mel Gibson's his family or Mel Gibson's this guy who lives in a man down by the river. He's on a beach in a trailer. Yep. Cool trailer, by the way. And Danny Glover's got this wife and kids, happy home, family, about ready to retire. Yes. He was, you know, he's about ready to retire. And the first scene opens up with you got a jumper in this rooftop building in LA. And and they're like, hey, you know, talk him down, don't let him do it. And then um um Mel Gibson's character comes in and chain cu- uh, handcuffs him and he goes, Guess what? We're gonna jump. And he jumps. Yes. And they jumped into a, a bag or the the, the playable. And they're South Africans, there's Kurt Ranch, um, you know, Mel Gibson or Danny Glover. That's in two for this shit. That's in two. That's, is that the South Africans or two? Yeah, that's in two. The first one, Who's is, one? Who's one? Th- is when they Gary Busey's in it. Oh, Remember? And they get the Oh, yeah. and they, they shock him. They they yep, shock him. Yep, with, uh, yep. That, yeah, it's crazy because they're they're bringing back the drugs from Vietnam, basically. And they kill the guy's banker. They blackmail the banker. And they killed his daughter. Did you watch this today? Big B, did you watch this today? It is one of those movies that my wife is infatuated with. So when we go go to bed, she turns that movie on. I've probably seen that thing 150 times. 150 times without question. That's, that's not a good, that's not a wind it down, have a. It is, it is 1,000% else. not that. And I've mentioned <laughs> that to my wife. doesn't matter. She likes Lethal that- Weapon One and Le- Lethal Weapon Three. I, I is- don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, which is the one where, where Mel Gibson hooks up his dually uh, with a rope to the guy's uh, like uh, mansion on stilts? And that's like, two. Pulls it down. That's two. That's yep. Two, where he pulls two, it down. Friend. The house down. He pulls down the house with his dually. Yep. Tucker. It's kind of. But anyway, why Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie is because it happens at Christmas time. And so that's why people say that it's a Christmas movie. So, so I, I guess to me, um, I've never seen Gremlins all the way through, but um, I would say Gremlins, Leave the Weapon are not Christmas movies. It's a movies that where Christmas is in it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, does it Die Hard take place over Christmas? It takes place yeah, at a Christmas, Christmas party. party. Yeah, at a Christmas party. Knock it so home the towers. It sets the theme, right? Of not it does. Be, of like, so that's why it's like Die Hard is a Christmas movie because of that. Everything happens over this Christmas, whatever. Yeah, because yeah. he's coming into town because it's Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it like hard for people to get there to like service to get there because no. of Christmas and like so? 
No, it was in L.A. It was in L.A., yeah. A Die Hard was L.A.? Yeah, it was in L.A. But there's, oh, he's coming from Chicago. He's right? coming from New York, New York, and then he comes into town. But he, I mean, first of all, it was wild because it's L.A., and he's like the only person on the road. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but he goes into the building, and then they, they're having the big Christmas party. I mean, that's why everybody's in the building because mm-hmm. they're having a big Christmas party. He's so, a building in the middle, not in L.A. And I'll, I'll downtown. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say Die Hard. I don't know. Okay, what's your breakdown, DB? I think all three of them are. Mm-hmm. I think all why, three. Why? 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 Well, Gremlins, obviously, because he gets it for a Christmas present. Okay. Die Hard, because, sure. again, it's, it, it's a Christmas party. Yeah. So the only reason that he's in town to see his wife is because it's Christmas. So it's an actual Christmas party. And then Lethal Weapon, it happens during Christmas time. Now, the only reason that I would say maybe Lethal Weapon is not is because you don't necessarily know it's Christmas the whole movie because it is not themed about Christmas at all. It's literally like at the end when they drive through his house and they run into the Christmas tree. So I don't know. Tricky, tricky, tricky. I I love this song, Jingle Bell Rock, from Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It's the original. The, is it Bobby Helms, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. It's a good one. That's a good one, Big B. Right, so it's a real ph- philosophical question, I guess. It is. Yeah. And, how you think, and how you think of uh, Christmas movies. Nick, what do you got for us? Well, I was going to ask you, now, who would you, like, pulse check, who would you not want to face uh, in the Super Bowl right now? But I think we've determined with the power ranking, with the, yep. the college football power ranking, that it's the Niners, right? Is that, we not we don't want to see the Niners? Yeah, I think the Niners are pretty good. I think it's a pretty good football team. I'll go out on a limb and say that. Yeah. So then, uh, uh, I'll, I'll do it this way then. If the season ended today, today, who is your MVP? Mm. Dak Prescott. You're full of guy. Dak. Why? 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 Do we are we forgetting week ones through three? Are we are you going off PFF grades? What's the deal? What's the I mean, have you watched him the last two months? He's kind of been balling. Well, he just whipped the Eagles. He played well against them both times. They they lost, and it was not his well, fault that they he, lost. Listen, that one, they, he was coming back late. That was like where they're down by like two scores and then they get some garbage, some garbage. Scores. No, they, they they were at the five with an opportunity to win the game. And then they got a penalty and then holding and then another penalty. I mean, that was not his fault. That was not his fault why they lost. And they were down five. Yeah, they were down five points to go win the football game at the end. So that has been killing it the last two weeks or two months. He is. I, I I want to add, Nick, that he is right now odds-on favorite of DraftKings to win the. Of course, he's a quarterback, and it's Dallas's team. You know, I, I would would have guessed that. Rock Purdy's number two, plus one eighty-five. Dak Prescott's at plus one fifty. Lamar Jackson, third at plus four seventy-five. Jalen Hurts, fourth at plus six fifty. Why? It's so stupid. That's always a quarterback. Well, they're heard. always going to give it to him. Now, I, who I want to win is Tyreek Hill. That ain't going to agree with that. That ain't gonna happen. Stretch wide receivers are stretch. They are they are solo solo creatures. All right, Tucker, who who do you got then? 
I'll just say Tyreek Hill. I, I, I think that like you saw what the Dolphins were when Tyreek Hill left that offense. If that didn't show you how valuable he was to the Miami Dolphins, then I don't know what else will show you. Uh, he's having an, an insane year. He's I don't know if he's on pace now for 2,000 yards since he missed a, a little bit of that game. Uh, but he's having a really great year, continuing to show that I think he's the best wide receiver in the league. He's been the best wide receiver in the league this year. But it can make a good point about just MVP, and it, they do rely on the quarterback to get them a ball a whole lot. Tyreek Hill didn't have a good of a year last year when he had Skylar Thompson and uh, whoever else was Joe Schmo uh, throwing right. him the ball uh, out there. So, I mean, it, it helps that like, Tua's been throwing him the ball pretty well. Tua is uh, still less odds, it's higher odds, 20,000 or 2,000, I should say, uh, for uh, for him to win the MVP. Tyreek Hill at um, 1,600 to win. But it's for the reason that you said, Tucker, took Tyreek Hill out, they couldn't move the ball an inch. Tua looked like a totally different human being out there. Couldn't yep. do a thing. Yeah. I mean, couldn't do anything with that. So it can't be Tua. Cannot be Tua. I agree. I agree. I think it's Tyreek Hill. Like, I, I legitimately think, like, if you ask me, like, I think Tyreek Hill is the most valuable player. I think he's been a, a pretty valuable player for the Chiefs, for the the Dolphins, whatever team you put him on. I think he's been incredibly valuable. Um, this year, he's showing that even more. What do you think, Nick? Yeah. I'm going to go with the guy from Dallas, but other side of the ball, because the guy who's been, who's had a great couple seasons before this and is having another phenomenal season. So, you know, you can always say it's that, there's the lag award where, especially if we're going to go outside of our committee and we're going to give it to a defensive player, you want a guy who's at least been performing and it's not the guy who's on uh, uh, Big B's favorite team who he thought I was going to nominate in TJ Watt. But if you look at a guy who's an absolute monster and a guy who is like, puts strikes fear into your heart, and that would be Michael Parsons. I mean, Michael yeah. Parsons... Can you give it to a guy that's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year? Because he's not going to win that. You don't think he is? Absolutely not. There were four games this year that I think he had a total of two tackles. And he might as well not even have played against the Eagles the first time or against the 49ers. He might as well not even have suited up. Because he was out there, but he got nothing. And then uh, T.J. Watt was available all season. Yeah, I mean, he's just coming off concussion protocol, right? So, Well, I mean, he got hurt in the game. I mean, the first uh-huh. play of the game. We're not going to knock him. He got, got hurt, right? I'm, I'm not going to. But it's I mean, like, he had a sack in the game that he was literally concussed. That's pretty good. That's really good. That That's some solid. But here's the thing, too. You're not on a good team. I mean, they're in the playoffs at the <laughs> today. I mean, I mean, Nick going for the chuck on that one. He said, he said, guess what? He said, Big B, guess what? Your team stinks. They are bad. I just said they're not coming from a good team. Like, they don't, it's either not inspiring. There's other players, for instance, like um, Miles Garrett is going to get Defensive Player of the Year before Mike Parsons. Once again, I, I want to add a lot on a good team. I'm going to add five. They're not horrible. I mean, the Browns aren't for the Browns. I mean, you're. I mean, and they got Joe Flacco playing for their court, and they're still winning. That changes. No, listen, that changes because remember, I mean, like the internet says, hundred percent elite, elite, hundred percent elite. I'm And guess guess who shows up? Guess which uh, famous Delaware quarterback shows up when it comes time for him to make a playoff run and get he the bag. Is. It sure does. <laughs> how many 
How many famous Delaware quarterbacks are there? What? There's that one that I can think of right off the top of my head. <laughs> right. One. That's a good one. Joey's a clutch, maybe. Clutch up. He don't he don't give a shit until playoffs come. It's like, eh, I don't really care. I don't Yeah. I, I I don't know. Michael Parsons, I don't know. They're not even saying that here in Dallas that he's gonna win defensive MVP or which player. is good, which is good because they don't want to hear it in Dallas. The four Here's start the talking. Thing, though, there's still a month to go. That's the thing. There's still a month to go. So they got time. Rich Gannon went to Delaware. Did he? I didn't know that. I didn't either. The picture of of Tucker, do yourself a favor right now. Okay. Look look up um um Rich Gannon uh uh Barrett Robin. Oh jeez. Oh. oh boy. Just look up. That was brutal when that happened. That was absolutely brutal. I'm not seeing anything. Barry Robbins? Yeah. I, rem- I, w- I went to that Super Bowl. I remember when all that went down. I was like, holy mackerel. Yeah, Rich Gannon, Barrett Robbins. No, I just want you to see... I just want you to see the height of Balco. Balco. Um, everything like that. And you'll see just phenomenal. Look up. Rich Gannon, Barrett Robbins. Did you see it? Yeah, I'm looking at. Uh, there's just a bunch of pictures of him under center. Look how big Barrett Robbins, Robbins is. That's huge. Rich Gannon. He's Look at his arms. Look at arms compared to thighs. Look at. I mean, it's crazy. It's like that's the that's the Balco. Oh. Yeah, that was during the Balco years, and he was that's right the there in Oakland, right in the middle right of all of that. The middle, right in the middle. Like, let me go. Work out with your uh, Barry Bonds. Well, it apparently worked because I'm watching. I'm looking at a picture of him right now on the line against the Buffalo Bills, and like he clearly stands out uh, from everybody else who's lined up on the offensive oh, yeah. line. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I did want to say, I did want to add to this before we move on from the topic of conversation. Defensive Player of the Year odds, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, Micah Parsons is favored at a minus one thirty. Uh, Miles Garrett at plus one seventy five, TJ Watt at plus six fifty. Uh, MVP, if you were to take Miles, Miles, Micah Parsons for MVP, that would be plus twenty thousand. I don't even know what that means. That's that means it's not going to happen. That means you would, yeah. That means like if you were to place a one dollar bet, you would win two hundred and one dollars if it hits. Okay. There you go. That's like, that's like, long odds, is what they, that's that's not, I mean, it's not going to happen. Okay, so but here, okay, so let's let's work this out. Okay, so Lamb Lamb go, is about to about to play the meat of schedule, right? So he's going to fold, and listen, he's going to fold at a, at a shitty time when right. when when everybody who's voting for MVP, it's a December award. Let's not fool ourselves. No. This is a completely December award. And who's Lamb Lamb? Lamb, Lamb? Make sure Lamar, our RP page. Lamar. Oh, Lamar. Lamb, lamb. Yes, we call him. Usually in the playoffs. So I don't know about the end of the year. It's usually the playoffs where he falls apart. But that's true. That's true. I'm with you. I'm and with then you. you. Look at Dak. Also, Dak is about to. They were about to run the gauntlets. So you think they're going to make it through? And then who's the other? And Brock Purdy. He's just along for the ride. I love it. I absolutely love it. Jalen Hurts might be hurt. Right. Uh, like I said, that five game stretch really took it out of them. So that being said, long shot. So you're just saying Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP is what I'm hearing. 
We're going to run the table. They're going to win four straight. Patrick Mahomes right now, plus 1,600. Folks, get your bets in at DraftKings. Use code KCSN. Uh, get to good stuff. Use those free bets on that Patrick Mahomes MVP slip, plus 1,600. Listen, listen, listen. Micah Parsons, right? They're going to go at Miami. Or Okay, first of all, they're going to go at Buffalo. That's going to be a tough game, right? I think uh, Deion Dawkins won the top O lineman after Trent Williams. He's going to get him. He's going to give him that work. And then you go to the Dolphins, and they're going to have, what, three, four guys injured? He might have seven sacks. Okay. And then yeah. you play the Lions. Lions are good. Lions are, they got a good though line. Yep. Then you play at Washington. How many sacks will they have in those four games? I mean, I don't think they, they only gave up one to the Eagles. So I don't know. A long shot. I'm thinking about, you know, becoming liquid and, and putting it all in that 20,000 to one shot. You don't have to put that much. Put 20 bucks and you'll you'll pay for generational, <laughs> generational wealth. And we'll have yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. 20 don't, bucks. don't be emptying out the piggy bank. Just, you know. <laughs> I told you a $1 bet gets you $200. That's what I was saying. So I mean, going, no 20 bucks on it and pay for Christmas. Do the math there. All right. Hey, my thoughts, fellas. We've been here for an hour and 17 minutes. This might be a record for the longest uh, OTT. Uh, any final thoughts? I'm excited for the last month of football, man. A lot of good football still to come. It, it usually doesn't happen this way. There's just so many good games that are coming up this last month. It's going to be exciting. A lot of things are going to change. Committee, I think we might have to keep doing it every week, Tucker, because the committee's going to be busy. We're going to be busy. Yeah. December is, is committee season. Yeah. That's true. They don't usually start the college football playoff committee rankings until like later in the year, anyway. Yeah. So you can't. And and I just love Florida. It feels so good to Florida State people too. By the way, mm-hmm. like it may, gets me like puts me like right in the middle of it. Like like I you know <laughs> love it. Let's go do it for this week's edition of Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Ice Cream and Cooler. Appreciate you listening all the way till the end. We'll be back next week with uh, more on. What's going on in the around the NFL? We'll do another playoff rankings committee. That's just going to be a blind nil, I think, every week now. But act like you guys didn't know that. Act like I didn't tell you. So you're surprised every time. But uh, for Nick Lecky and Big B, Brian Haley, I'm Tucker Franklin. We will catch you guys next week. We appreciate you.